Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Our thoughts are prayers, and we are always praying. Our thoughts are prayers, listen to what you're saying. Seek a higher consciousness, a state of peacefulness, and God is always there And every thought becomes a you're saying seek a higher consciousness a state of peacefulness and know that God is always there and every thought becomes a Wow, what a peaceful way to open up our service today. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. <laughs> I forgot I had people behind me. And welcome to all of you who are visiting us today. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, for those of you who do not know me, and it is a joy and a pleasure to be here to worship with you today, even though it's online. <laughs> um, as Lauren said, we're going to be back next week in person and online, and I'm excited to see your faces again in person. Let's begin with our announcements, and then we will continue with our service. We're having a, our last online uh, fellowship gathering today on Zoom at 11 a.m., and I am looking forward to seeing your faces even there so we can chat uh, to see how your weekend is going. And then tomorrow will be our next Critical Conversations meeting. And it'll be tomorrow on Zoom at 7 p.m. We're going to be discussing the book White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. And everyone is invited to participate even if you have not read the book. Um, sometimes these conversations can be uncomfortable. However, I agree with Brian Stevenson when he says that we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If we're going to, and I believe that's true if we're going to change how the United States is and dismount help to do our part to create that conversation as needed for the foundation to dismantle um, systemic racism and also to realign our hearts and minds in a consciousness of love. So please join us tomorrow and feel free to invite others as well. Next Sunday, as I said, we, we will also have, we'll have in-person service and online, but also the children's church will be in person as well, up in the children's room at 10 a.m. Starting this week, also, we will be having our Wednesday evening meditation service. 
um, in person and on Zoom at 7 p.m. I'm excited because next Saturday, the 12th, we're going to be having our first volunteer rally. It's going to be an online on Zoom this time, and hopefully, well, soon, maybe, maybe later on in the, in the um, maybe spring, we're going to do it in person. But we're going to have our first online rally, and I'm excited about it. It'll be 1 o'clock, and we're going to celebrate our volunteers who have shared your gifts, your talents, and your passions with our spiritual community. And also, we want to open an opportunity for others who want to sign up and celebrate you as well. There will be gifts given. I have a couple gifts that I'll be giving away. Um, we're going to do a couple activities, and whoever wins those activities will be able to um, earn some, uh, uh, win a prize from me. So join us on Saturday, March 12th at 1 p.m. on Zoom. If you haven't filled out your membership form yet, for those of you who want to be new members and those of you who are current members that you need to renew your membership, please go to unityfh.com. Click on About Us. When, that, when the membership form opens up, please fill that out and click Submit so that we can update our records and also update our membership count for my annual members, uh, members, my annual minister report for Unity Worldwide Ministries. It's due on March 31st. If you have any questions or you're having a difficult time filling out the form, please call Matthew, our business manager, at 248-737-9191, or you can email him at businessmanager at unityfh.com. For the links to all, wait, um, I was going to say also that if you want to schedule an appointment with me, you may do so by, I'm, going, I'm backwards, Howard, so you could stay where, you can go back, Howard. I, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. He's, he's, I keep skipping ahead. I apologize, Howard. Um, for the links to all of our weekly activities, our meetings, and our events, or to access our veterans resource page and our next door page, go to our website, or you can read through our weekly newsletter, which is uh, emailed every Friday afternoon. And to sign up for our weekly newsletter, or our, and our email blast, or if you need to change your email in our system, go online on our homepage, go down to the bottom, and fill out that email blast form, and then your, your email will be updated in our system. Now I'm at the point to schedule an appointment with me, <laughs> to talk with me, to pray with me, or because you have some concerns, feel free to call me at 248-737-9191, or you can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. My office hours are Tuesdays from 10 to 4 and Wednesdays from 11 to 5. If you want to submit your prayer request to our prayer chaplains in our prayer ministry, you can do that by emailing prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. All requests are prayed over for 30 days, and then we send them into unity to be prayed over for another 30 days. And I, am, I just want to thank our prayer chaplains who have been in this with me praying for you all and praying for everybody who you may request prayer for, Roxanne Berry, Lynette Kelly, and Eileen Lindbergh, thank you so much for your sacred service to our spiritual community and to our prayer ministry. Well, this concludes our announcements for today. So as we listen to our music team sing Shirley to Presence, let's quiet ourselves down and open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer.
I can feel God's mighty power and God's grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the Now it's time for the reading of the daily word. I invite you to relax in your seat wherever you are. You may close your eyes, of course, or keep them open and read along with me. The daily word for today, Sunday, September 27, 2022, is comforted. The affirmation reads, I am enfolded in God's comforting peace. The message reads, I like to travel through life lightly with a heavy heart. But sometimes I am laid low by a seeming insurmountable obstacle or loss. I understand that pain, painful periods visit everyone occasionally. I open to my feelings of sadness and sorrow and seek the comfort of God's presence in myself and in my loved ones. As I become willing to embrace my feelings while I process my pain, I trust I will be comforted pain has come to pass. God's love and strength remain and it will always be with it will be with me always. I am grateful for the encouragement of friends and family. Their loving support comforts me. Even when no one is by my side, I know I am not alone. I find comfort in the Christ presence within me. I move bravely through pain, enfolded in the comforting peace of God. And today's scripture comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, and it reads, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. I like that. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and just take a deep cleansing breath. And allow your attention to float down into the center of your chest, which we call our heart center. And just center into a space of peace, right where you are. Knowing that whatever is going on in your life, no, what, no matter what's going on in the world, God is present everywhere. So just as God is present with us right now in this space where we are, God is also present with those who are in the world experiencing turmoil as well. And God, as we tune into your love, tune into your peace, tune into your stillness, we allow that knowing that wherever we are, you are and all is well permeate our very mind, ease away any worry and concern, 
for ourselves or anyone else or any places in the world. We see your peace there as we see your peace here within us. We open ourselves up to hear your message for today. To tune into the meaning of what it what it's telling our heart, our mind, and our soul and our body to do. And we thank you for giving us the willingness, the readiness, and the ability to go out and be a demonstration of it in the world. And let us just sit there just for a moment in the presence that God is with me right now. And take a deep breath. And let your body relax in that moment. Just be at peace just for a little bit. And God, we thank you for your divine love that loves and heals and resolves and teaches us how to be a pure expression of love as well. As we close and lift up this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the Christ within. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let us go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation as well, knowing that it is working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuaries, and classroom with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we'll have our first special song entitled The Man in the Mirror. That's one of my favorite songs by Michael Jackson. It'll be led by Laurel. Gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel gonna make it right as I turned up the collar on my face 
cold this wind is blowing my mind i see the kids in the street not enough to eat who am i to be blind pretending not to see their need the summer's disregard a broken bottle top and a one-man soul they follow each other on the wind you know cause they got nowhere to go that's why i want you to know i'm starting with the man in the mirror and i'm asking him to change his ways and no message could have been any clearer if you want to make the world a better place take a look at yourself and make a change na 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 Some with no home, not a nickel to no home. Could it be really me pretending that they're not alone? A widow deeply scarred, somebody's broken heart, and a washed out dream. They follow the pattern of the wind you see, cause they got no place to be. That's why I'm starting with me I'm starting with the man in the mirror And I'm asking him to change his ways There's no message could have been any clearer If you want to make the world a better place Take a look at yourself and make a change I'm starting with the man in the mirror him to change his ways and no message could have been any clearer if you want to make the world a better place take a look at yourself and make a change I'm starting with the man in the mirror and I'm asking him to change his ways and no message could have been any clearer if you want to make the world a better place Take a look at yourself and make that change Na 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 na. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys. I guess it was Laurel, Lauren and Michael, not just Lauren. <laughs> wow, I love it. Um, you guys use, you know, just regular songs that make us have an upbeat experience and bring it in at the most perfect times because 
with what's going on in the world with Ukraine and, and Russia. And this is a perfect song for that, you know. You got to make a change, start with yourself. I love that. Thank you, guys. Ah, so today is the last Sunday of uh, this month. It's the, and this month, of course, is Black History Month, so it's the last Sunday of Black History Month. And in unity, we consider February um, the, representing the power of strength, so it's the last Sunday of uh, working through and, and blending in the message of strength and how we use it in our life with the Sermon on the Mount that we've been studying for the last several months. And I'm really enjoying this study. I don't know about you all, but I'm really enjoying going deeply into what Jesus' ministry was about, which is rooted in all of the points and principles and gems and um, nuggets that are in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And so I want to begin with a cute little joke that I uh, read or might have heard, I don't remember, but this guy came home and he saw an envelope and in it was a traffic ticket um, for, to him and a picture of him running a red light and how much he, needed, he was supposed to pay. <laughs> so he wanted to be a smart aleck and he sent them a picture of his check <laughs> because they sent him a picture of him, <laughs> you know, running a red light. So what made him go ahead, lickety split, and pay that ticket is that the next week he got a picture of handcuffs. <laughs> Next morning, he was up and down there to pay that ticket. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, as we continue in this, in the last part of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, which we're in chapter 7 right now, we've already gone through, last week we talked about the golden rule, which is do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And before that, we talked about how to pray. You ask, you you will receive, you seek, you'll find, you knock on the door for the consciousness of the kingdom of heaven, and you will, the door will be open. And I love how Jesus takes every single principle that he teaches and he builds on it. So when he began, even the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, when we look at how in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, how when the multitudes started coming in, see what was happening when you read in chapter 4 of Matthew is that people were becoming aware of him because he was going around. Um, he was a bad mamma jamma. I think he was, a, um, he was amazing in the way he strategized his, his uh, ministry because what he did was he started healing people first to get people's attention. Because when you're in anguish and when you're in sorrow and when you're in pain, you don't really, you're so caught up in that. It's hard to hear the deeper spiritual part of it unless you're willing to surrender it. And so what he did was he went around and started healing the people in the areas around where he was. And then when people started getting wind of who he was and, and, and how he could heal, they started coming in at him. So as we come into Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, it says that he saw the people, the crowd approaching. And what he did was he went up on the mountainside, which is in an area over near the Sea of Galilee um, in the area, area called Capernaum. And so it's like a hilly area. So he went up on the top of the mountainside and he sat down. And that's an important analogy. It's an important metaphorical expression of when the world seems to come in at us, like even what's going on in Ukraine and those of us who are concerned about that. 
Instead of letting those thoughts of worries overwhelm us, we go up into a higher perspective of it, knowing that God is there even with them, even with whatever's going on there, and we root ourselves in that consciousness. And then what happens is Jesus sat down, and as he sat down, the disciples stood around him. Back then in that time, the teacher, the Pharisee, or the rabbi, or the Sadducee would sit, and everyone would gather around. And that's important to remember because when we're going through our life of worry, concern, or things going on in our life, if you sit, first move yourself to a higher perspective, which is rooting yourself in God, and you sit in it, every thought that is around you, which is the people, and the major core parts of your personality, which represent the 12 disciples and the 12 faculties that we all have. So that represents your faith. It represents your strength. It represents your wisdom. It represents your love, your power of love. It represents your power of imagination. It represents your power to speak and be, speak those things that be not as though they were. So that's your power of power. Rep it represents your power now I'm, of, of understanding. It represents your power of your, the will that you have and your zeal, your ability to ha put things in divine order your ability to, re to eliminate through the process of renunciation, and also it represents the life force within you. All of those things are heightened when we focus into God. And that's important when we go into this next seg segment entitled The Narrow Gate, because Jesus has given us some pearls to work with even there. And so as we sit down in every part of our consciousness that, that we use to live and move and breathe and have our being in this world is ignited and lit up, we open our mouth and begin to speak. Jesus opened his mouth and began to speak and began to preach the most powerful pre sermon on, in the world, which is the Sermon on the Mount, and I think he was the most powerful preacher who ever preached as well. And so it's important for us to know that because that is what, we, what he started speaking his Sermon on the Mount on, rooted in his truth and his relationship with God. And that's what we're meant to do as well. And so we move through chapter 5, 6, and 7, and now we're, and we're in 7 right now. And the title of my talk is The Narrow Gate, which is the title of this next section that we're reading in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. And it says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate, the highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the highway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Lord, I thank you for blessing this word. I thank you for blessing the scripture. I thank you for blessing me. I let my ego, my personality decrease, and I let the spirit come forth and speak through me. Thank you, God, for every way that you've been working through me on this throughout this week. I release it, and I let it go, and I let you go in me. Thank you, God. Amen. And so this is a very powerful thing to look at because he says that the only way to enter God's kingdom is through the narrow gate. And then in other translation where the next part of it says the highway to, the highway to hell is broad. In other translations, it says the road that is the road that leads to destruction is broad. Now, what does this mean? That the only way to get to the kingdom of heaven is through the narrow gate. 
When we think about this and we think about how Jesus taught, Jesus always taught that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And so that narrow way represents him. But some people think that we're praising him as our uh, savior and the one to, the, who's doing these things. Jesus never, ever, ever told us to look directly at him as his personality, as the man. He guided us saying that his way was the way to God, that his truth was the truth of God, that the light that he shined was through the expression of God within him. He always, through his entire teachings and life, directed us to God. So when we, the narrow gate is a deep thing here because there's the narrow gate and the wide gate. And when you look at this, the narrow gate leads to one experience in life which brings you to life. But he says it is, um, it is difficult and very few find it. And the wide gate seems to be a little bit easier, but it brings you into destruction. So when you look at this, and I sat with this, and I asked, what, what is this that, how does Jesus represent the gate? And how is the wide gate that most people go through lead us into destruction? And what is the gate anyway? And as I sat with God on that, I remembered how every time Jesus did a miracle or he spoke or even just any time during the day that he was away, he was sitting in the consciousness of God. So there's a choice there that's connected to the gate. The choice is choosing to go into a consciousness where you're experiencing God. And so as I thought about that, I thought about what we do when we go into a consciousness of experiencing God. And what we do is we go in and we tune in. And the moment you cross that threshold of shifting from the outer world to the inner world, you've crossed the narrow gate. And that narrow gate is only you and God. And Jesus even says in other scriptures to close the gate, close the door when you go inside. When you cross over from looking at the material world of consciousness and having that be your master, and you shift, the moment you shift into your consciousness with God, the moment you shift, make that choice first. And the choice is, I will follow Jesus I will follow his path, and and when you follow that path, you shift right into the consciousness of God. The moment you shift over and start tuning into God, you've walked in through the, the, the narrow gate. The narrow gate is the threshold between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. And so when we choose instead to live a worldly life, focus on the things of this world and seeking the things of this world and making the things of this world the master, we've crossed over into the threshold of materialism, the kingdom of humankind, the kingdom of the human realm. When we cross over and start looking and thinking about God, we've crossed inside to the world you cannot see. There's a difference there. And then when you cross in the world you cannot see, it's only you and God there. It's only you and God there. And in that consciousness, it's narrow because you have committed yourself to a certain type of life that is different than the life that influences us from the outer world. Does that make sense to everybody? And so let's think about this even deeper. I heard this story. It's called The Carpenter's House. About this carpenter 
who had decided to retire. He, was, he worked for this company and had built different houses. And he decided he wanted to retire. He's a little bit older. He wanted to use a little bit more of his, he was maybe in his 70s. And he wanted to retire. He'd spent a lot of his, his youth and his life working for this company. And so he told the owner that he wanted to retire. And the owner said, oh, I'm so sad that you're retiring. I understand why. But can you do me one last, just a personal favor? And can you build one more house just as a personal favor to me? And the carpenter said, sure, I'll do it. But as he started doing it, his heart wasn't really in it. So he started doing shady work. He used inferior materials, and he worked as quickly as he could to get that done. Didn't put any, any um, intention in it. Didn't use the, the, the types of procedures that needed to be used in order to, because he wanted to get it done as quickly as he could. He wanted to get to the, the, the uh, life of leisure as quickly as he could. And so he got done, and when his, when his um, um, boss came, he said, here, so here are your keys. And the owner of the company said, those are your keys. That was my gift to you. Not only had he paid this guy, the carpenter, to build the house, he paid the, the carpenter to build the house for himself. Now he's thinking about, I gotta, I gotta live in this house that's gonna be leaking, <laughs> that's leaning to the side, that doesn't have a strong foundation, that's gonna be breezy because I didn't insulate it, that doesn't have the artwork that I used to put into it in the other houses that I built before. He put all the inferior aspects of his consciousness and his human realm of rushing through life into that house and didn't realize that that was the house he was going to live in for the rest of his life. Now let's look at our own life. How often do we do that as well? Going through life reacting instead of acting from a consciousness of spirit. How many times do we go through life not really in tune with what's going on and giving it our best? Or even when we give it our best, we get frustrated because it doesn't look the way we think it should. How many times do we go through our life um, not creating relationships that matter and giving it the time to create a foundation that can bless someone else. And in that foundation that can bless someone else, in return it ends up blessing us. Because remember last week, Jesus said, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. So love your neighbor as you would have your neighbor love you. How have we intentionally lived a life of love and intention, and passion, and truly using our gifts, and going inside, and being fully self-fulfilled, like for real. If he had taken the time to put his real gifts into that home, if he had taken the time to use the superior materials, if he had taken the time to even insulate it from the cold that comes from the outside. If he had taken the time to even create a foundation that would make that building last, that house last for years, he would have had a, a, a strong house to live in with his family. And this is how we live our lives when we go into the wide gate, when we cross over into the material realm. We don't have the strength of God to help us create a life, which is the house, to walk in that's sturdy enough for anything we experience in life. But when you, and, and so then what happens is you end up in a, in a life that's destructive. That house wasn't healthy. 
He was going to have to do some repairs to that house along the, along the way and probably get help to redo it. That's the wide gate that moves from our human realm of satisfying our human needs that don't even know what we're truly made of. But when you go into the consciousness of shifting over the threshold of the narrow gate of the kingdom of God, you have all the tools you need to pick them up. And the beautiful part is, in the beginning, after Jesus sits down, to, uh, the disciples come around, and he gives, he starts to share his ministry, he begins with the Beatitudes. Those are attitudes of consciousness that we need to be in to set a foundation to cross over into the narrow gate, to cross through the narrow gate, to be humble, to be, to, to, to be poor in spirit, meaning that of ourselves we have nothing. But in the spirit of God, we have everything. That every, all those tools are there in the Beatitudes and in every other experience so that you look in the Bible, that you look inside yourself and you have everything you need to create a strong foundation in your house, which is your life. To have all the tools that you need, walls insulated by the way God supports you and strengthens you, that in your weakness lies the strength of God when you let yourself cross into the narrow gate. That when you follow Jesus' example to have a deep relationship with God, wherein John chapter, well, let's see, where is it? Thank you. John chapter 5, 19. He says, I'm so full. It says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Now, what does this mean? This is rooted to the narrow, the narrow gate. When you're in the narrow gate, everything you do is guided by God. So you learn the truth by having a relationship with God. And we talked about it last week, loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and all your soul, and loving your neighbor as you do yourself. And when you move into that space, you are guided by God to create a life that is strong. You move into your super area of strength. You move into the consciousness of God that anything that you are guided to do, you do not do it on your own. You lean not on your own understanding that comes from the wide gate. You move into the understanding of God that comes from the narrow gate. And you move away those parts of your consciousness that keep you from moving into the trust, the trust and the faith of who you are in the consciousness of God. And you let yourself be fully self-expressed, self, uh, which is, I love these little things God gave me, capital S, self-expressed. It's a Christ self in you. So when Jesus is saying, the son can do nothing, he's talking about the Christ self, the Christ in you which is waiting, the Holy Spirit in you, which is waiting to manifest, cannot do anything unless you, your personality, move away from the wide gate into the narrow gate and choose God and let God guide you to bring that spirit in you out in your world. Does that make sense? When we try to do it on our own, we're limited. It's easy to do it. It's easy. But we, our hands are shackled when we get to a certain point. But when we go into the consciousness of God, which is not easy either, 
But this is the thing I love that God gave me in that when it, because it says the road, to the, he didn't say it was a road to destruction. He said the road to life may be difficult. But this is the beautiful part about the road to life is when people are in the outer world are doing their thing and they're not doing the thing that's loving and you have to tell them no. I'm not doing that with you. And you have to step forth and be a pioneer. That's not always easy. And you have to be the one to say, this, my life is going to be an example. And it goes against the rest of the world. That's not easy. And you have to be the one to teach children, no, don't go that way. That's not easy. Because the rest of the world will criticize, will, will um, critique, will judge you. But if you stay rooted in God, the beautiful part is it does not get difficult. It gets easy every time you do it. It gets easier and easier, and in those moments that we feel weak, we lean on God, we lean on God's truth, we follow the truth, we follow what we know to be so in the consciousness of love, and it always becomes easier, and it opens you up to a realm of being so fully self-expressed, so peaceful, so harmonious, that no matter what you go through, you're rooted. You don't get knocked over. You sway from side to side because you planted yourself in the presence of God. And like the willow tree that's by the water, you're flexible. You can move with it. And every time you move forward, you've created a stronger foundation because every truth that you learn in God creates a stronger foundation, a stronger foundation that no matter what happens, you cannot be pulled off your center. But if you're in the wide world, the wide gate, everything people say, Twitter, Flashbook, Facebook, uh, Snapchats, whatever those are called, TikToks, whatever that's called, you're always caught up in trying to please and you're never really satisfied. I say, let's shift in the narrow gate. Let's cross the threshold of the narrow gate. Let's find our way. And each one of us has our, unique, our own unique way because we're all unique expressions of God, and we all have our own plan in the eyes of God. It's in your heart. It's not in your mind. But if you take your mind, which is the personality self, and you bring it down into the truth, capital T truth, the absolute truth of God, that will not fail you, you'll be completely self-expressed the Christ in you, and you will be saying and doing things that never, you've never done before, but you'll be feeling so free. You will be taking and expanding in your consciousness. You'll be in the game playing. And then when you go home to God, you go home to this warm, comfortable, harmonious, peaceful life. Let's cross over the threshold of the narrow gate. Let's release the wide gate that everybody else is doing that's easy. Let's create a strong foundation that will sustain anything in this world. Anything in this world. That even if you're over in Ukraine, you're still rooted. Now that's a powerful place to be. That even if you're over in Ukraine, you're still rooted. That even coming through the things in the United States, even dismantling racism, you're rooted. Then nothing can knock me off my center or you off your center in doing your part to heal the consciousness of this world because you're rooted. You've created a foundation and every night 
You go home into the consciousness of God before you even go to sleep. And thank God that God is the first and the last thought on your mind every day. And throughout the day, you're tuning in. And you're tuning in. And every single time, you're building on that foundation that the house that you live in becomes a mansion that's your life. And it's rooted and strong as still in the presence of God. Amen? I am rooted in the presence of God. Together, I am rooted in the presence of God. I cross through the narrow gate of life. Together, I cross through the narrow gate of life. And when we do that, and I suggest reading the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, and get rooted in those Beatitudes. Because when you create a strong relationship with God, where you love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength, and you're at the point that you lean not on your own understanding. Our understanding is of the wide gate, the worldly. But in all your ways, you acknowledge God, that's the narrow gate, the gate of life, eternal life. You have a life that is so blissful, so harmonious, so peaceful, that it is beyond anything you could have created yourself. And so we thank you, God, for your message. We thank you, God, for guiding us through Jesus' example to the narrow gate that we cross over into the threshold of the kingdom of heaven and live in consciousness with you, creating a stronger life that we're fully self-expressed. And we move away from the wide gate of the personality, knowing that in all ways you will bless us, guide us, lead us into our highest and greatest good. Thank you, God. Amen. Now we'll have our second special song. I set out on a great adventure The day my father started leading me home he said, there's gonna be some mountains to climb and some valleys we're gonna go through. But I had no way of knowing just how hard this journey could be. Cause the valleys are deeper and the mountains are steeper than I ever would have dreamed. But I know we're gonna make it and I know we're gonna get soon and I know sometimes it feels like we're going the wrong way but it's just a long way home I got some rocks in my shoes fears I wish I could lose that make the mountain so hard to climb and my heart gets so heavy with the weight of the world sometimes well there's a bag of regrets my should have beens and not yet i keep on dragging around and i can hardly wait for the day i get to lay them all down and i know that day is coming and i know it's gonna be here soon and i won't turn back even if the whole world says i'm going the wrong way because it's just a long way home 
when we can take another step our father will pick us up and carry us in his arms and even on the best days he says to remember we're not home yet so don't get too comfortable because really all we are is just pilgrims passing through singing and believing what all of my songs say because our God has made a promise and I know that everything he says is true and I know wherever we go he will never leave us because he's gonna lead us step of the long way home. Keep going, we're gonna make it. I know we're gonna make it. We're just taking the long way home. Keep going, we're gonna make it. I know we're gonna make it. We're just taking the long way home. Keep going, we're gonna make it. Just taking the long way home. Taking a long way home. I love that. I love that. And by the way, happy birthday, Lauren. His birthday was yesterday. Um, and for all of you who had birthdays this month, happy birthday to you all. And in January, I didn't say happy birthday to those. And if you had any anniversaries, happy anniversary as well. I, you thought I was going to not say nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love that song. So, and I want to thank the men for holding it down today. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing about having a music team that no matter if it's one person singing or one person on guitar or one person on piano or one person on drums, we still... They blow it out the park, <laughs> or knock it out the park, I don't care. Kellyism. <laughs> I always say stuff wrong. Let us uh, take a deep breath and bring to mind what we feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as a donation. Gently close your eyes, breathe again in the prosperity of love, and, pro and uh, the consciousness of love and prosperity, and let us go ahead, open your eyes, and affirm the love offering blessing together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And for those of you who are giving online, remember, just go to unityoffarmingtonhills.com Unity and click on the Donate button. You can donate through PayPal, or if you don't want to, you go directly through PayPal. Scroll to the debit credit part. Go in through there. If you're sending in your payments, to, uh, your to down payment, I mean, what is up with me today? <laughs> I'm talking about a house. <laughs> I'm caught up in mortgage payments. <laughs> right? So 
if you want to send in your donations through a check, send them to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. <laughs> you make me laugh when you do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's stand so we can do our, uh, our virtual prayer circle. And uh, those of you who are in, at home, you can stand as well or just envision yourself standing. And let's um, just think about who you need, who you know you're praying with. And now we're going to put Ukraine and any other areas in the world who are going through that type of experience. We're going to put them in this, this uh, virtual prayer circle as well. As you call the names out of those who you know need prayer, I'll go ahead and pray. So God, as you hear these names virtually being called out, within the sanctuary being called out. We know that you are touching every single heart, blessing every single heart who's connected to the names and their nature. You're bringing forth your consciousness inside of them, letting them feel your comfort, letting them feel your love, letting them feel your peace beyond all understanding, letting them feel your strength as they go through their difficult times, and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are manifesting their highest and greatest good in your divine order, in your divine way, and in your divine plan, and in your divine timing. And so we thank you in advance because we know that the prayer is already answered. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And let us go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And now we'll have our peace song. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be. With God as creator, family all are we. I now walk with my family in perfect harmony. I know peace begins with me, for this is the moment now. With every step I take, this is my joy is found. I take each moment and live each moment in peace eternally. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Well, thank you all for tuning in and being a part of this worship service. And we had a couple people who came in to join us as well. We will see you next week, um, 10 o'clock, here in the sanctuary and on YouTube. And also, I look forward to seeing you all in the fellowship gathering today. Let me just take care of a few things, and I'll be in there with you. Peace and blessings. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate. Thank you for listening to this Unity.